You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 41st episode of Slow Ride Podcast. My name is Tim Hayes in Gainesville, Florida. Little guy Matt Allen is in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the weather is nice and balmy. Oh, it's beautiful. 40s, good cycling weather. It's just lovely. Great day to get out and uh, ride the bike. You know, it's really good to have you back, little guy. We did miss you last week. Um, while it was nice having results, too. boy, on the air, it was even... Uh, Better not having. I mean, it was it was really sad not having you on the air. I was um, sad too because I I listened to the episode and I and I just wanted to yell at all of you the whole time and correct you and, and insert my opinion and I couldn't and it was really frustrating. So I know how our listeners feel. It's so, that's frustrating. So little guy, <laughs> I'll give you the privilege, the honor of introducing the other host, the one that is going to be suffering the biggest and worst snowmageddon in the history of winter. Take it away, little guy. I believe we're also joined by Spencer Howe in beautiful, snowy Boston. Spencer, how's the weather out there? Uh, It's pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for asking, little guy. Do you stock up on bread and milk and whatever you stock up on? Yeah, coffee and um, that's that's actually all I bought. You know, if, if the way if the way you show up to bike races, like whenever you would come and, and pick me up to go to a bike race, you'd never have coffee. You'd always be like, I don't have coffee, I don't have food. And I kind of imagine that if the snowstorm was actually bad, you would have forgotten to get coffee. And you would be trapped in your house without coffee for three days. No, it's not because I didn't have coffee. It's because I didn't want to go to the bike race until the last possible moment when I decided, well, I, I said I would pick little guy up, so I guess I have to go. And then I'd jump out of bed, grab my bag of crap that was still unwashed from the last bike race, throw it in the car, yeah. and go pick you up. This is this is all true. Well, I just have noticed, Spencer, a distinct lack of tweets or Instagram of comparison between the weather of Minneapolis and that of Boston over this upcoming week. But, you know, the week is still young. Wait, are you ready to shovel? No. No, I'm not. I I I got I've been listening to um actually you guys will be interested to hear this. I've been listening to a new show um called Fat Bike Radio um on the uh on the iTunes, and uh, you know, I picked up uh, some some new treats, and uh, so I'm excited for our 38 inches of snow or whatever that we're going to get. Um, you know, to try out some new things I've been reading about or listening about. Well, I How hope are you going to try out new fifty dollars about? <laughs> you don't have a fat bike. <laughs> you don't know. You That's don't know the what new I have. treat, little guy. That's true. I don't know. You might. Do you know I have your I have your um, I have your cross country ski boots. Do you? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, you you left him in my house when you moved. Now you you sold your skis though. Remember you sold your skis, but not I, your boots. I did. I sold the skis. To, yeah, yeah. You probably sell. Tr- you probably sell those. I'm, okay. I'm gonna go to the swap in a few days, so I'll try to sell them the swap for you. 
I think hey, I paid 40 bucks for him. Hey, little okay. guy, can you give us a quick update on the trip? You took Spencer's Vanagon um, that Spencer owns, but you maintain. How much uh, maintenance did you have to do on the trip with the Vanagon? Uh, I did an oil change, and I cleaned a pressure release valve, and I um, – what else did I do? Yeah, oil change, pressure release valve. Um, I bought an oil pressure uh, gauge in the middle of Louisiana and in a state park. I uh, plugged that in to test the oil pressure so I could figure out why that oil buzzer was going off all the damn time. Mm. And uh, that that gave me some weird results. And um, I think that was about it. I, uh, well, that was it. I just, just checked the oil. You know who to send the invoice to. So um, The big news this past weekend is uh, Spencer – technical wizard set up a youtube channel for us so you can just go on youtube search the slow ride podcast and we um created the first ever peel sessions of the slow ride podcast a little 10 minute sampler you can send that off to your friends see what you're missing hopefully it gets more people subscribe to our youtube channel so eventually we can get the vanity um url the slow ride podcast we only need 500 more subscribers um, only spencer thanks for doing that uh we are on itunes and stitcher we're not currently on SoundCloud. We're working on getting back up there. Um, we did have a review this past week on iTunes, so thank you for the listener interaction. That comes from Kristen SB, who gave us a five-star review, and she said, In an enjoyable podcast, hosts have good chemistry, mix of topics, keep the show moving, and guests have been great. Particularly enjoy hearing about cross races and racers in my backyard. So I can only assume they're talking about the cross races here in Florida. Probably, yeah. Probably. Those are the most exciting. We do talk things. about Woodall a lot. <laughs> well, national champion. We, we, <laughs> we do love him. So, um, yeah, guys. Let's, uh, you know, as a as a throwback, our first 10 podcasts, we kind of did a best of and a worst of um, segments. So I thought, a uh, little guy thought a couple days ago that uh, we should do a similar topic. So, little guy, what, what was your best of the week of cycling? Uh, you know. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> this is a good segue. I liked it. Uh, my best of the week was that Sammy Sanchez finally got a contract because it, it just made no sense. The guy had great results last year. He's like this fifth is- at Lombardy or something. He was high up in the Volta. It made no sense that he didn't get an offer from BMC since they're losing cuddles. They need an old stage racer. Now, Sammy so Sanchez is, that he got is a the Olympic, was the Olympic champion after Beijing, correct? Yeah. 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 So. Well, in Beijing. Yeah. So I was happy that Sammy Sanchez got a contract because it just was Who's sad to me. With BMC, they took him back. I don't know if they made up. They 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 apologized. He apologized for something, and they decided they wanted to keep him. I don't know what made them come back together. But How they're old in is love Sammy again. Sanchez now. I'm gonna guess 37, but I'm making that up. Huh. I have no real data on this. He's not that old. I kind of he's forgot not, about Sammy Sanchez. He's like did Spencer's he race? age, Charlie. Did he race last year? Jeez. What, did you listen to anything I just, he just said? He got fifth at Lombardi, but like, was he – then they Do you think didn't he didn't race him? the whole year, but he just I showed know. up to the last race of the year and he got fifth? Well, and they were like, well, whoa. Okay, I wasn't listening to what you said because I hear someone in the background. It sounds like playing ping pong. So as the producer of this fine podcast, I'm more worried about technical skills. Okay. Yeah, he raced for BMC last year. Tim, Tim, he, Tim. He, he did a both great of job. us, 
both of us have raced cross with you and we know that you're not actually that concerned about technical skills. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sammy Sanchez got a contract. I know that you uh, have, that you're a big fan of the guy. Um, I could personally, I just liked that he had a gold helmet after winning the tour of, uh, you're a big fan. Don't try to pretend that you're not. You were you were like a rabid orange orange. That's right. He was on Uskatel. <laughs> How do you forget that he was on Uskatel for like 15 years? <laughs> because his name wasn't Heimar Zubeldia or Ivan Mayo. <laughs> My knowledge stopped there, and their team time trial <laughs> skills. Oh so. God. Okay. <laughs> anyway, do you, when do you guys have a best? Because obviously, that's yeah, all but- there's to say about Sammy Sanchez right now. I'm going to get to my best. Um, we can we can get to it um, a little bit later as well. But my best is at Cyclocross World Championships. is around the co- corner in um, Czech Republic. And because of that, you know, this is the year that uh, Stybar was hoping to probably do a, uh, you know, a, um, a repeat Win. title, if you will, or defend his title on his homeland. But he's not going to be able to. The three-time champion is not lining up, so that means Kevin Pauls and his driveside dismount will be taking the title this coming year at the Cyclocross World Championships in Tabor, Czech Republic. What do you uh, guys think of that? I don't think Kevin's going to win. It's it's yeah. all it's down between uh, uh, what's his name, what's his well, name, Vanderpool and and Art or whatever, Walt Walt Art, <laughs> the young kids. It's got to be between the kids, man. Those guys are flying. They're so fast. Yeah, I know, but Kevin Paul's got something to prove. World Cup yeah. winner. It's true. He's never been world champion, has he? No. No, he did. He's... One of the friends of the podcast, Colin Hurley, uh, texted me the other day and said that we need to take it easy on Kevin Paul's for not coming to the foam party um, last year or a couple years ago in Louisville because of his uh, – a diagnosis of autism and that he's not going to like, he wouldn't enjoy all that, you know, the slamming beats from Zach McDonald. And as a former special ed teacher that um, taught autistic children, I, I'm, I was really excited when I learned that Kevin Paul's had autism and it would be a really cool thing if he won the championship. So there you go. Go get him. Kevin Paul's he's going to win. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win Spencer? Well, Powell's is a good, a good, a guess as any, um, you know, I have the uh, the supporter scarf, the Powell's supporter scarf, hanging uh, in my room. So I'm a big big Powell's fan. But uh, since he's your pick, he can't possibly be my pick. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I've uh, I've always been kind of a Musin fan. Um, I'm a little disturbed by his uh, his uh, his news lately, um, but I'm sure he's in his right shoes and uh, and the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the doping allegations against him are are false. No, they're yeah. always false. They most doping allegations are yeah. cl- are are from a cloud cloud of uh, unbelievability. But you know, I do I do want uh, the Powell's teammate um, Van Torn out to. Uh, I want him to pull it off. Um, he's you know he's pulled off the Belgian Championships a couple times now, and he definitely has the best podium pants of anyone <laughs> in Europe. So I want to see them on the top step. Yeah, he does. He's got, he's got those long, long, long legs. So um, Spencer, before we get to, <coughs> excuse me, before we get to your best, I, I do want to say the other best, my second best, my junior best, the junior varsity best of the week for me was we had 617 listens 
last wow. week with the Results Boy podcast. So, so you guys thank like you, it more than me. Results Boy, for coming on. Um, edges out Matt Roy um, for listen downloads in the first week. So maybe that's because the Heritage Tree Foundation of Austin was listening with great intent. But I don't know. But that was also the best of the week. So, Spencer, take it away. What's your best of the week? Uh, I don't I, – I guess I don't know if this is really a best or, or kind of somewhere in between best and worst. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it in the best category. It's the um, the drama surrounding the single speed race that blew up uh, after Nationals. Um, I don't know if you guys caught this, but it uh, – kind of stemmed from an interview that uh, Craig Etheridge uh, gave to Cyclocross Magazine where he uh, kind of went off on, on the, you know, on the single speed purity tangent and uh, and his thoughts on the pros entering the ranks uh, there at Nationals. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah, God. I this is a single it. speed race. It. Don't you understand a single speed race? Man, rock one, one cock. Did it sound like that? Because I that love was... his YouTube channel. That was spot on, spot on to me. <laughs> it was pretty um, good. It was a the greatest trolling of the internet ever. So congratulations, Craig Etheridge, to that. Um, let's get our obligatory one cog jokes out of the way. But mm. what the is he talking about? Because I was very disappointed. Here's a guy that easily is one of the greatest sandbaggers in U.S. cyclocross by only racing in the single speed race when he could be a very good elite racer. Well, he is on occasion. He shows up. He, he does the elite race on occasion. It yeah. just seems to me that this whole argument is directed at the likes of Justin Lindeen, Adam Meyerson, and all the rest who wanted to do a warm up at nationals. Well, you know what? More power to them. They actually played it smart. They got to ride the course at race pace a couple days before the big event. And you know what? They probably wanted to win a jersey. And if the jersey's um, up, anybody can get it. I'm pretty confident uh, my roommate was not uh, just warming up. Like, he he wanted to win that jersey. You know, and if he could have, he would have. Well, I, I hope that I made myself clear there. Like, I didn't take it as, like, that he right. was warming up. I know he wanted to win because you don't enter a race unless you want to win or if you're Spencer Howe. But, you know, the deal is you've got to win that – you go after that jersey. Yeah, Craig's got a lot of, uh, you know, legitimacy like in the single speed scene. You know, he's been Absolutely. a bike messenger, maybe still is a bike messenger in, in Seattle. And he got, you know, picked up to do single speed and, you know, promote the Raleigh single speed bikes and all that. And, um, you know, so I, I get it. But now other kids are coming in, in into the ball court and playing, you know playing the game and uh, he's not the big dog anymore and that's got to be frustrating but yeah I mean I don't know if he's uh, uh, barking up the wrong tree or what but uh, you know I, I don't, like those Lindine didn't make the rules I don't know if you heard that but I was just reaching into my closet to get my old uh, leather letter jacket on you guys have seen this before you know my oh, hockey patch on the side with the academics bar underneath and I'm putting it yeah. on right now because I'm thinking about that awesome time when, as a junior in hockey, Como Park High School, go Cougars, I was like, man, I'm going to be a second-line center. This is my year. Next year, I'll be a starter. And then, of course, the kid transfers in. The kid transfers in, and he's a stud on the ice. And all of a sudden, I went down to third line because my position was taken because someone faster and better 
that the game came in. That's what Craig Etheridge is sounding like to me, a whiner, someone that had it, but then the big dogs come in because they want the jersey, and he can't put up with it, so he complained about it. Well, you know, and they did change the rules, and, you know, they took away those Masters races, uh, which a lot of the guys were interested in more so than single speed. I don't think, you know, he's, I mean, he's right that they don't care about single speed other than that day. Um, So he's definitely got a strong point to make, but at the same time, hey, man, like if it's, if it's up for grabs, like anybody can take it, you know? Um, Did he get into like the whole bike setup at all in the interview about how guys were setting up with not even real single speed bikes or anything? Or was that just no dream? No, he didn't really get into that. He got he went deeper into the weeds than that. Um, you know, he he got into the you know these guys don't respect single speed. They don't do it all year. They don't walk the walk. Have they seen Meyerson? Uh, you He's know, got drinks beer. He's got a ton of tattoos. Isn't that like the ideal single speed guy? I don't know. I don't know. But he doesn't race them back at home or whatever Craig was saying, and and so therefore he he says in the interview he had no respect for these people as racers, anybody who finished in front of him, he said he thought he deserved to finish first. He finished eighth in the race. Um, you know, he just came off as kind of a huge bag. He's, he's got a better setup as a single speed racer than a lot of the pro guys have as pro racers, you know, like more support, better, you know, mechanics and, you know, whole support system. So it's, uh, it's easy for him to talk that, you know? What kind Just of mechanic do you have for a single speed? I mean, a one arm one. Even I could probably pull that off. Right. <laughs> like, you know what the uh, there's the still brakes, Timmy. Thing. Yeah. What was that? There are still brakes. There's still yeah. brakes. Oh yeah. Still got to make the brakes work. <laughs> so on top of all of that, it's pointed out that Craig raced the Masters race on gears. Oh, oh on gears. <laughs> yeah, he races on gears all the time. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, he goes past time. And That's so, not living the lifestyle, though, One bro. has to wonder, did he race Masters races all year? Like, is he just faking the funk, trying to win a jersey? What's going on with that? Faking Might the be. Funk. It's true. I think he's kind of caught in his own web of lies. Yeah. All right, guys. That was good. That was definitely a good best of the week because it did blow up the internet and about, you know, there's like... The way that it was put out there on the different main Twitter accounts that most of us follow and most of our listeners follow, just kind of this blow up about single speed worlds. Oh, man. Or single speed nationals and the idea mm-hmm. behind it. Good stuff. Um, in a very classy way. Very classy. Now, with, with the tour down under, which you can find coverage elsewhere all over the internet about this, um, Cosmo Catalano has his great video series. Uh, How the Race Was Won was put up about it. Tour Down Under happens. It is the first Pro Tour event of the year. And cyclingtips.com.au, for about the third year in a row, took pictures of every pro team's bike. And since this is a cycling podcast, we thought it would be a good idea to kind of go through them. Um, We don't need to go through one by one, but just kind of the major themes of what we discussed. And we'll kind of make it a little bit of a roundtable. The first thing that I... uh, Want to do want to get about is that the lot the Lotto Sudal team is that the old uh, Lotto uh, Bellasol Bellasol. Team? Bellasol. Mm-hmm. Um, those Ridley bikes that they've got the cherry red I do like how they still have that kind of retro um, paint job with just the uh, you know the white segment halfway down the down tube and the uh, seat tube 
that just say Ridley. Very nice. Very vintage, classic look. I really like that book uh, bike. That's probably the best-looking bike to me um, out of the group. Uh, yeah. Anything uh, stick out to you, Spencer, about that bike or maybe some others in the Peloton? Uh, that's a classy-looking bike. The photo they use is uh, Adam Hansen's bike, and so I'm always excited about his stem angle more well, than the stem anything. stem angle or like where his seat uh, – how his saddle is set up, pushed so far yeah. forward. That's it's pretty just, amazing. Yeah. And, I, and I we'll can't. have the – We'll have the link to this story in our show notes at theslowridepodcast.com. Um, so always go there if you want to see what we're looking at with theslowridepodcast.com. But go ahead, Spencer. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the bike. It's a classy-looking bike. I wish the fork was all red. Uh, I think that's the main error in the look of the bike anyway. What color was it? Oh, it's black. Oh, it is black, yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. The, the problem with all... All these bikes, well, as one is they're all freaking ugly, but um, yeah. there's, there's, everyone's got this electronic crap ass shifting all over it. They're all going to drop their chains and have to switch bikes. It's, it's dumb. <laughs> no, like, is like anyone, is anyone on mechanical? Someone's yeah, on mechanical. Yeah, Mo- Movie Star is on Campy okay. Mechanical. That's why uh, they were the best team last year. It's probably, yeah, you know. You know, they probably uh, dropped dropped ten percent less chains than the rest of the peloton. But speaking else. of speaking of movie star though, movie star is on those can- on mechanical. Yeah. Movie star is on the canyon. Yeah, which is also the bike of Katusha. So Canyon's got two bikes in the Pro Tour, which is pretty amazing, yep. um, in my opinion. Uh, especially since it's a bike company that you can't even get here in the United States. And I believe in Europe, it's through mail order. I don't think that they have dealers. I yeah. Yeah. They, something... they sell direct. Yeah. Yeah. They sell direct. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting, um, ploy. And then as far as ugliness, slow guy, like I agree, there are a lot of ugly bikes, but I do. And that I do want to give some credit to, um, specialize in the S works just as far as the paint jobs that they're offering. As far as like the individualized ones, the paint job, I don't know if you saw it for Kiwakowski's uh, bike at the Tour de San Luis. It's kind of this classic splatter paint of the um, World Championship rainbow. And it's something okay. straight out of like like 1985 um, Tour de France like poster or logo. You know what I mean? It's like that splatter paint, like maybe a Kraftwerk uh, album cover. And uh, it looks really good. I'm liking the S words uh, paint jobs this year. I didn't see it. I gotta That's say, true. the one of the biggest bummers is that FDJ's bikes aren't white. What the hell? Not? That's no, a the too, yeah. the Lapiers are black and red. I mean, and it's they look like everything else. Those used to be the classiest. They were like just simple, round tubed and white, and just mm-hmm. that's that's well, what I want. Uh, they do have some least, weird shapes going on though. They do have some the, weird shapes. At least we're yeah. not stuck with that ugly Bianchi Belkin color clash from last year. Remember that, like their ah. Belkin green with the, yeah. the Celeste Bianchi. It's still gonna, it's still gonna be a color clash this year because no, those are black good. and yellow, and then Celeste. No, but they're back to just a classic Celeste bike. Like that's okay yeah. from Bianchi because it's what they're known for. Mm. Um, yeah. Now, you know what I'm most I'm, excited about uh, jumping back to those Canyon bikes, and then. Uh, um, they have the level top tube, like really That's nice true. level top tube, and uh, and so does surprisingly to me anyway. So does the giant uh, bicycles yeah. that the um, the team giant alpaca are are riding. 
Yeah, good call on that. They were the ones that tried <laughs> to convince us years ago that everyone could ride one of two size frames or whatever. Yeah, which yeah. is just not true. But obviously, they those they the Marida's are scary too. So. The Marida is pretty flat too. The Lamprey bike. Yeah, which is I'm just glad in general that the that that geometry is coming back because I always hated those sloping frames. They what do you guys terrible. think of integrated uh, seat posts like on that giant? God, it's terrible. They're such Super a pain dumb. in the ass. Super yeah. dumb. Seems like <laughs> having really had one, it was yeah. Dumb. I've had three, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, they're they're cool. They ride really nice, but man, they're a pain. <laughs> so, out of those bikes, out of the whole technology of what we've seen, little guy, you you alluded to it a little bit earlier of all this electronic shifting. Um, only a few mechanical teams left. FSA is reported to be coming out with a new um, wireless drivetrain. But what was one of the other uh, um, items that you've seen in, as far as like the component groups in the uh, the Pro Tour bikes? I don't know if I know anything other than, oh, just that there's, yeah, it's just all Shimano basically. SRAM's kind of disappeared. They're only on, what, AG2R? Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else is even on SRAM. And then Campy's only on a few teams, and then they're not even on, you know, like they lost Eurocar. From the Pro Tour, so they, I mean, they're still around, but there's not as many in the Pro Tour. So, just the yeah. Shimano's kind of taken over again. Well, I think uh, I think what's exciting is that the bikes that aren't in the Pro Tour, like the smartest moves to me, like you just said, like Europe Car, the Colnago's not in the Pro Tour, but they're going to get just as much out of yeah. uh, Europe Car as as any of these other teams, probably more, and they're going to yeah. spend less money. And same with Cervelo going to the uh, MTN Quebeca. Yeah, that's there's, true. There's something about that, though. Like, yeah, it's probably not that big of a fall, but it, it's so weird not seeing Cervelo in like the Pro Tour every race. I mean, granted, they're going to be at the Tour. I mean, I guess. Um, but it's, just it's always... weird that they sponsored a Pro Tour team. You know, like they were the Cervelo Test Tour team. So it makes me wonder, like, man, they must have wasted a lot of money, and we're just like, hey, we don't have it in the budget, yeah. or it wasn't well, worth it. And like, that's they learned the think. lesson. I was more surprised that they were in the Pro Tour than that they're no longer in the Pro Tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. I well, think it it's like- got to sell bikes, though, you know? I mean, they've, they've obviously, they've, they've been sponsoring teams or at least throwing down being I having guess, a team for years. Yeah, but they're yeah. not throwing down that much money that they were. And that's, guess, like, where the... I guess yeah, I just don't know if sponsoring a Pro Tour team sells bikes. Like, It's got to sell bikes. Look, I mean, like, nobody would buy tracks if it wasn't for... A certain Mr. Lance Armstrong, you know. Oh, they speaking be... of bikes, though, we got to give the props to Trek going with the all red stem with the bar <laughs> with the bike. I, love I just that. don't care about their red stem. I just I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> their head flash. tube is Stem's giant red. and it's ugly. The it's probably one of the better looking tracks I guess that I've seen in in years. But yeah, it doesn't have flames. Except on for that it, head tube is terrible. Well, maybe it works so, though. I rode well, a Madone once. For like, it's for like twenty Ranger minutes. All over it. That's pretty terrible. You did. Was that the race? Uh, was that the neutral bike? Yeah, at a state a state championship state one year. State road I, race. I broke my chain like first lap or something. <laughs> end of the first lap, I broke my yeah. chain, and they gave me a neutral bike. And by the time they got the neutral bike off. And they like put took my pedals off and put them on the neutral bike, <laughs> and then gave me the bike. I mean, the the peloton was like four minutes up the road, so it was like 
there was like no chance in hell yeah. I was going to catch back. So I just was like, well, I guess I'm going for a ride on a Madone in the country. Yeah. And then the saddle was too low. And then so and I had to ride up the climb. And you didn't know how to work finish. it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I had SRAM and I didn't know what to do. I finally found somebody <laughs> with a tool and uh, stopped and raised my seat post so I could go for a little bike ride. Um, the worst was. So what did you think I, of uh, I was in that race and I was uh, I was working for you, little guy, and you just disappeared. You know, I, I wanted to be there. I I don't know what happened. The chain just exploded. And What did you think of Shrey? Um, it was fine. It worked. I got a little, I got used to it by the end of the lap, I guess. It was fine. It was no campy. It is weird seeing like the pickup, as you have mentioned, that Shimano's picked up more and more teams, and then Shram replaced Campy at AG2R, and that, you know, there's just, like, man, competition's yeah, kind of going away. So maybe FSA with their new electric drivetrain will, will, will challenge for some kind of legitimacy or something. I you don't gotta, know. It's, it's really strange. You got to imagine that Shimano has all the money in the world to throw at at teams compared compared to Campy and, and SRAM. Like they just must have just more money to throw into sponsoring. And now that they don't have all those stupid wires hanging off their levers, people probably actually want to use them again. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, before we get to worst of the week, we do want to read our um, winner of the best email that we've ever gotten. Uh, dear Tim Spencer and little guy Matt, Greetings from not-so-sunny Falkirk, Scotland. Love the show. Been listening for a couple of months. I'm writing to show some appreciation since I use another podcast app and we can't and can't leave reviews to help you beat those dirty fat bikers. I'm sure you've got way more than the listeners do to folks like me. And he said, can't believe you made one, only one Lord of the Rings reference in the last episode. This is the Attack of the Tree People. And missed the best one. I'm sure the Tree People of Middle-Earth would have allowed Nationals to go ahead with Treebeard and the Ents, cheering Frodo and Sam over the barriers and mud. Haha, <laughs> very, very, very good. Anyway, I thought you uh, missed discussing the best bike of the Peloton in the 2014 review show. So what are your thoughts on the team bikes? I'm loving the new treks. What kid didn't want a shiny red bike? And anything other than black is cool in my book at this point. I'm looking forward to the podcast on my rides this year because Zone 2 gets super dull. Um, with regards, Murray. <laughs> I just love that his name's Murray. And he's from Scotland. So thanks for listening. Uh, you know, we just talked about the best po- uh, best bikes. And I do agree. The shiny red bike is the best. But Spencer doesn't like red stems. So there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do. What's the best looking bike wait, for you, Logan? Wait, wait, wait. Spencer. <laughs> Don't what? you have a red stem? No. What color is the stem on your cross bike? It's black. Really? I have didn't, red, you have I have, red, didn't you have red I, parts on there at one point? I have a red seat post, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have the red Richie with the red post, but I do have a black right. Richie stem on it. Because really? even though I'm not that stupid. I'm not that tacky. Come on. Red stems are tacky. <laughs> I'm not that tacky. <laughs> I had a red stem once. Yeah, that was pretty tacky. Anyway. What's, you want to know my favorite bike, Timmy? Yeah, it's the Colnagos that that Europe car is riding. I, they're still in the Pro Tour in my heart, so I'm going to say it's them. I am Jake Wells. Listen to Slow Ride Podcast. on to the worst of the week and uh, little guy why don't you lead us off with what your worst of the week is 
All right, my my worst of the week. Okay, it was kind of a best. For a moment, it was my best. There's that CCC Pulsat or whatever. And this was maybe a week and a half ago, but I don't give a crap because I was, I was driving around. They got a Jiro invite. I was super excited. We're going to have a bright, orange, goofy Polish team there. But then I heard that the Jiro invited them on the condition that they wouldn't bring Schumacher, which I understand because he's ugly and everybody wants to punch him. <laughs> and they wouldn't bring Schumacher Rebelin, the one that looked – the which, guy that has the Jay-Z – um, look alike. Oh, that's Bernard Cole. Never mind. Continue. That's Bernard Cole. Same same team of dopers. And they but that they can't bring Rebel in. And and I I can understand a lot of people probably don't like Schumacher and Rebel in. I can understand they're both you know done their time and been dopers. But what what irritates me more is that any race can invite a team, but then specify who they want to ride. I mean, both these guys have valid licenses. You know, like how how is it that that that's okay? Like the UCI is like, oh, you can just tell people they can't show up to your race. Like they're both free to race. You know, that is it doesn't weird, make any sense. It, yeah, I totally hear you on that. And I would actually kind of like to see David Rebelin in the race because, you know, it's David Rebelin. Twenty. I, I would too. Yes. Gross. Get out of here. You guys both leave. You're done. No, Spencer, think about it. I can understand nobody likes them, but like this is one of those – this is just like some sort of like, like he, free speech this. case where you got you have to defend the most terrible speech, you know, to defend all speech. It's the same thing. Like if they're, if they're both yeah. – they've both done their time. They can both race. They both have licenses. Like if, if anybody has a reason they shouldn't be racing, then that's – that can be brought up. But like they should be able to race, you know? Why invite? I mean, the team, how many times has Rebelin been banned? I think he's only been busted once. Yeah, and there uh, was like, there was like rumors. I think he's only been course. busted once. I mean, I mean Rebelin once this way is going to be there. He Basso's stuck my way. Be at his, the zero. Right. Yeah, no, that's what I don't understand. Is like how Basso can get away with it, but Rebelin. <coughs> oh, he's the worst. You know, it, you know what it is? It's because he. Uh, Remember in 2005 or whatever, he changed his nationality to race in the world championships for Argentina? There's, you think they're still mad at him? Probably. All they're the like, Italians? Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And Stefan Schumacher. Just, yeah. It is weird. I am excited that Triple C Pulsat is in the Giro. But, I mean, I was kind of hoping for United Healthcare appearance. Like, I think yeah. that that would have been, you know, the, the race for them to get into. And it is it is disappointing um, to see sponsors that put a lot of money into a race and then not get invited. But we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to this, Spencer? A uh, little guy's worst of the week? No, it's it's terrible. What do you well, tell me why you think it's terrible? Uh, I don't I don't have any reasons other than the gut instinct that those guys are not they just shouldn't be associated with bike racing anymore. Sure, well, but they. But I can understand that feeling. But like, they're. I mean, there's there's a system. There's a system of there's, rules. And, there's system. You know? There's a system, and the system is they should be racing Grand Fondos. Get out of here. Well, you think there why, should be lifetime bans for the, one doping offense? How is yes. a race allowed to tell someone who can't go? Like we've promoted several races where we didn't want a certain individual show up to <laughs> race, and that's true. It's not like we could say no to that person because they had a we license. Tried. We certainly oh, we tried. tried. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like in the future, we it made could it very clear point. they weren't welcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could come to the point where somebody, if somebody complains and or like criticizes the race director, and then they get uninvited. You know, 
Like that, that's not okay. I mean, yeah, they just shouldn't have invited the team in general. Like I, <laughs> I agree. They shouldn't be able to, to block just those guys, but the, the team shouldn't be hiring them. Races shouldn't be inviting them. None of it should be happening. It's just stinky from the get go. Every- All right, guys, my worst of the week. It's my turn. I have to do it. The Chris Horner wine fest on pelotonmagazine.com. His interview to me was by far the most disappointing thing and the worst thing in cycling this past week. I don't care about, I don't want to call it a snub. He called it a snub at the tour of California. It's the tour of California's right to pick what teams are on there. And Chris Horner said he couldn't believe that his team did not receive an invitation to compete in the race. And then he went on to say that he is by far the best racer in the United States, blah, blah, blah. Um, and talking about that he should well, have been the, in there. That's, wait, you know, that's not true. He's the best with the 10 cog. <laughs> I mean, he was a former, former winner. So I understand that that argument, but he says, honestly, um, it's the biggest U.S. race and I'm the best U.S. rider, period. Nobody's resume looks as good as mine. So I figured it was a given. That was a quote from Chris Horner. And I'm sorry, Chris, that yes, you are a Vuelta winner. Congratulations, Grand Tour winner. And you deserve a lot of accolades for that. You are a former winner of the Tour of California. Congratulations. Deserve a lot of accolades for that. But you are now racing for a small United States team that does not have the ability to buy their way into the Tour of California. You need to have sponsorship support, and you just don't have it. It's you don't not think they snub. can buy their way in? It's a financial I mean, do you decision. Think, do yes. you think it's a financial decision? I think if, Safeway, I think if Safeway or Air Gas ponied threw up some, the money. Threw some white bread at them? And yes. Would... I don't know the criteria, but this is definitely a race that you can buy your way into if you're an American team. How do you think Bissell got in for all those years? Vacuums, and, a lot of vacuums. And, and here's the thing. is that They had guys like this was Phil the, Guyman who were coming up, though, like yeah, but, on their team. But, and Airgas mm, has no one you've ever heard of except for one guy who's like 53 years old. But here's the thing with, with Guyman. Here's the thing with Guyman. Guyman was That's in right. with Bissell. Why do you hate old riders so much? I'm pretty sure Wait, I hate with them. An old pro. Get them out of here. Get remember, them out of here. Remember when Guyman... Can Meyerson hear you right now? <laughs> no. He's remember in Tucson. Remember when Guy... <laughs> Remember when Guyman was on uh, Kenda Tire and they they weren't invited, and that was yeah. a big like hub like people were mad, kind of the same way like let Guyman ride. It's kind of the same thing, and it's like what did you expect? Like the the Tour of California has a track record of going after teams well, that either have the money or an international field. I mean they're bringing in teams from Australia, the Drake right. squad. Like this is. Like, sorry, Chris. What is, what is the point of, of, of Tour of California bringing, like, Lotto? Like, what what in the hell is that for? Isn't there it's a requirement? A Come on, it's a parade. Um, the thing is, is that Air Gas, like, Horner may have all the credentials he needs to race Tour of California, but Air Gas does not, right? They need to start with Utah or, you know, and work their way up through the medalist sports yes. fucking hierarchy of races. They, they can't just start with California. That's There's too many teams that want to be part of that. And teams that deserve it, like Smart Stop got in this year. They deserved it last year. They proved that. They didn't get in last year. And now they get in this year. Well, they and, also you know. have the U.S. national champion on the road. I mean, there's they've done it. They've gone after getting that 
invite Smart Stop has. Like they went to the Medalist Sports, they went to the Tour of Alberta. Yeah. And what and what has Airgas done? How many yeah. of these Airgas guys would finish that race of the seven no. that start? One. Just the one. Just the Horner. Yeah. But he'd That's, win. But he'd win. He'd it's assuming win. he doesn't crash and knock himself silly. Well, yeah, but that's what you, that's the chance you, you take know what, with a Horner. You know what Airgas Safeway <laughs> needs to do? They need to follow the lead of the Rock Republic team back in 2007. Oh, no. Remember when no, they no, just – Shut up now. Just shut up Remember when they tried to get in? need to do anything. No. Remember when Rock Republic didn't get in with Tyler and Santiago Botero? So then Michael Ball held the press conference and they rode every stage of the Tour of California, but like – Two hours yeah. in advance. That was awesome. Blinding people with their terrible kits. <laughs> Rock's not dead. It's here to stay. <laughs> Rock is gone. So He's dead. I, you know, it's it wasn't a snub. The tour of California made a wise decision. Sorry, Chris, you did not make a wise decision on your team. And to walk around with that kind of chip on your shoulder, I I think <laughs> takes away. It's almost TJ Van Garderen level. But you know he has a chip on his shoulder because he's on that team. Because he's pissed off that he's that he's you know raced as well as he has, and that he's having to sign for a small little piddly team like Airgas. That's like if you move back to the Twin Cities and we made you join like Flanders, we wouldn't <laughs> let you back on the team. Flanders Can wouldn't let me on their team. First off, and second, yeah, they would. How I don't understand. How does a guy that's a Vuelta winner not get a better team? Like there has to have been other offers. Doesn't like, seem these, like there were. There's these teams. So. That, Who wants him? Nobody. Paul Stad, they probably wanted him. Good times. What's uh, your worst of the week, Spencer? Uh, my worst of the week um, was uh, trying to watch the uh, World Cup uh, this past weekend in Hoogerheide. Um, and UCI uh, was broadcasting it live via their YouTube channel and uh, promoting it via Twitter. Hey, log in and watch live, you know, the World Cup, blah, blah, blah. And it just is impossible to actually watch that if you are not in Switzerland or Belgium um, or one of the few countries that they allow uh, to watch it. They don't allow the U.S. to uh, to log in and view it. It's blocked. Well, and that's, what, why, they, do you know why, that, why is that? I know why it is. Because they've well, sold the, the broadcasting rights to Cycling.tv. So the, those the, fucks. So oh the blame, God. the blame here That's really terrible. rests on two groups: a small percentage to the UCI, and the reason it's a small percentage to UCI, in my opinion, is that the UCI is the one that awarded the contract. But the majority of it is on Cycling TV because it's a horrible service. God, they're the worst. I mean, they really are. I mean, look, I remember when we were, we had a membership. Yeah, and I then, clearly remember. And then, like, we couldn't even cancel it. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even let. They wouldn't. One, they would always say they had. We're gonna have a race. Like they'd say, watch Amstel Gold next weekend, and then you'd 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 turn your computer on morning of, and they'd say, oh, never mind, we don't have it. And then I would just end up watching it on a pirated feed and be like, oh, I'm really glad I paid money for that. Thanks, guys. So, I'm wondering if when their contract is up. Because there has to be a way for like a GoFundMe site no. See, or something I, of someone to apply for like to outbid Cycling.tv and just set up a you know a very cheap because I think people would be willing to pay like a ten dollars subscription for all the World Cups on the YouTube channel. Like I understand. Well, see, and that's where I blame the UCI one hundred percent because the World Cups like they can sell the rights to whatever else, but like the World Cups. 
they should really be broadcasting those to everyone to get people excited for the top level of sport. You know, like the Super Bowl isn't blocked anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah, they, they want a, to make money. Because they make they a make boatload a of money. Billion <laughs> dollars on TV content. Right? No, they they make it on selling it to the networks. The networks how many, pay them so much money to broadcast that. Spencer, how many times is what's his name going to have to cook CD shoes? On a YouTube video, like for them to make money, like it's not going to happen. Like I, I am a big <laughs> fan of a of a subscription type program here that makes sense. And Cycling TV is not so, doing it. like a ten dollar so, fee for the year. I'd pay that. So you can't say that Cycling TV is not doing it, and then say the other way is not going to do it either. You know, like it's one or the other. It's because Cycling like, TV is horrible, and it's too much money, and you don't get what they say you're going to get. Like They're I the understand, worst in the world. I understand you see you the UCI trying to sell the rights. Like that makes no. sense. It'd be great if Universal Sports would bid on it. It's the no. only thing they have to like, sell. Like they can't sell the B posts and all that other crap. No, I mean, they, they need they to put it out for have... free. They need to put it out for free and drum up interest and yeah, make a base of fans so that then they can sell it later or they can sell their other bases or whatever. Yeah, and actually generate revenue. That's now, what they yeah. need to do. Were you that's able to watch to the race at all, Spencer? No, I was not. Not so you at couldn't all. Even, you couldn't even go through any of the backwards, like, back channel? Nope. Wow. Oh. Kind of sad. It was a bummer. Yeah, that's dumb. kind of sad we couldn't pirate it. It is. So do I mean, we know I'll, if I'll the World Championships? I mean, are the World Championships up? Like, are that going to be live again? Because last year we were able to watch that on YouTube. Who knows? I don't know. I hope because so. I get really frustrated whenever it's a cycling.tv. I totally hear what you're saying, Spencer. I do think it's okay, though, for the UCI to sell their product. Um, no, it's just, not their product. They're the governing body. They don't own the They own the not, World Cup. I mean, they're the ones like. Right, but they don't own the racers. They don't own the racing. Like, they own a logo, you know? No, they own the entire entity of the World Cup. Like, without the UCI, there is no World Cup. Well, look at the other World Cup. Like,. The FIFA, you know, like they <laughs> who who sells the FIFA rights? Do you know how much money that that costs in the advertising they make? But do you FIFA. think they got there just by saying we want a hundred million dollars for this, like right yes. off the bat? No, <laughs> yeah, no, they it had, is because it's, it's they football. They it's like, soccer, wanna, like they, they made a lot of money. They like, had to build up a fan base. I, I, Spencer, I think a better uh, example would be something like the cross country skiing. Uh, snooker, <laughs> yeah, snooker, like some kind of really of marginal sport. No, dude, cyclocross is even smaller than snooker. <laughs> Have you seen how many people watch no. darts on TV? Like, can you imagine? <laughs> like, no, people don't watch darts, do they? Oh, dude, you haven't watched the oh. No, why would I have watched darts? Phil Taylor, the the uh, oh man, our guy in Scotland's going to be going nuts because we're talking dude, about. Where the do dart you find time to do things like watch darts? It's always on like the Fox Sports Channel at three in the morning. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't even know if I've ever played darts, much less. I got a sweet darts. dartboard for my wedding. I know. Um, I know. Which reminds me, I don't know if I got you anything for your wedding. I know. <laughs> oh, am I on the list? <laughs> Damn I it. didn't need anything. That's, That's fine. Okay, I just Spencer. want my ping pong paddle back. Oh, okay. So, Spencer, are you yeah. okay after we beat up your horrible worst idea? <laughs> pretty, I'm pretty sad about it. It's okay. What do you have? Uh, what do we have on Twitter this week? Do we have any uh, questions or comments? No, we have no questions. Um, 
We had some good comments, though. We have um, we have a good one here from uh, at the Whole Shot CX, um, who said they gave the Slow Ride Pod a listen today. Ended up listening to five episodes back to back. Good stuff. Oh, oh, wow! That sounds so like that's, a miserable afternoon. <laughs> that's that's some dedication. Trainer, yeah, trainer time, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Um, we also had a nice one here from uh, from Kristen SB said listening to at the Slow Ride Pod and enjoying their new uh, podcaster enthusiasm reminds me of the early days uh, when she had a podcast called Manic Mommies. So, um, wow. glad we still sound like um, we're we're young and excited. I know episode forty one, and we still got it, you guys. So, still got it. Well, guys, that was an awesome uh, podcast, best and worst. Next week, we'll get back to the the real deal. Maybe we'll talk about Cavendish coming back and winning. No, we probably won't. We probably won't. We will definitely be talking about the World Championships, which is next Sunday in the Czech Republic of Cyclocross. Um, We will see here talk about (laughs) Is that the the official country name? Czech Republic? Yeah. Of of Cyclocross? Yeah. And then uh, we're going to talk about – Katarina Nash maybe winning on the home soil. Definitely could be. Definitely winning. So with that, guys, 41 episodes down. Download us on iTunes. And we've done it. Leave a review. It always helps us out. Tell your friends about us. What's that new thing we're on? Uh, We are – oh, yeah. uh, What is that, Spencer? YouTube. We're on YouTube and player.fm. Yeah, there you go. I couldn't remember what it was called. I'd like to thank BK1 of Rhymesayers Entertainment for his uh, intro music. And with that, we bid you adieu. 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 The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. 